Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann and on the phone with JoLynn Metro. Hey, guys. Hey, whole team, Hi. whole teams together. Hello, Strangerville <laughs> live production trio. Yeah. You know what? The word that came to my mind for some reason was Bermuda Triangle. We are Ooh, the Bermuda Triangle. I like that. I like that. Whatever comes be- whatever comes between us is destroyed. I feel like I heard a lot about Bermuda Triangle in my childhood, and I haven't heard a lot about it since. Has, has yeah. it like lost cultural relevancy? I don't know. There was like some tweet I saw a long time ago that was like, "Quicksand has ended up being a much less serious yeah. thing in my adulthood than I expected." <laughs> John Mulaney joke. And it's oh, so is it good. John Mulaney? Okay, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, speaking of Stranger Will Live, we we've got our Stranger Will Live show on March sixth, and Joe Lynn is going to be telling a story at it, um, and Meg and, and I will and be there. It. Yeah, you heard it, Eli, last night, really for the first time. So yeah, it's tell fantastic. Thank you. It's fantastic. So get get your tickets. You can find your tickets on Eventbrite if you search for Strangerville Live or go to thebeehive.com and click on the events tab. Uh, tickets are going fast. So go get some. So fast. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, Meg. Are we done plugging? (laughs) I plugged one thing, Meg. One thing. Smooth. All right. Jolyn, tell us what you've been watching. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, the last time I was on this show, I talked about uh, BoJack Horseman, mm-hmm. and the very last uh, eight-episode installment or something came out at the end of January, so finished that up, and, like, I really cannot... Uh, hold on, somebody is knocking on the door. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, is there anybody you? Uh, We're going to no, leave this no, all in. Yeah. staying in the episode. <laughs> This is good content this right is here. Riveting. Who was it? <laughs> the custodian. You know, you know what? Like, um, okay. if 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 Jolyn had been murdered right then, and we would have turned this into like a true a pod, crime a podcast. True crime podcast. Jolyn, I'm sorry. No offense, but that's my dream. Oh, now, now, now I wish that I had been murdered, you guys, because that's also my dream. Can you imagine well, the number of downloads we'd get? <laughs> oh my gosh. So many. Oh, what a wasted so, opportunity. <laughs> oh, I know. I wish that she had just like taken her like Swiffer mop and just like beat me over the head. With it. No, I'm glad you're still alive, Jillian. Please go on. <laughs> okay. So uh, the last eight episodes of Bojack. And again, I cannot recommend this highly enough because the payout at the end was unbelievable. I have never seen a show works so well with the issue of consequences and how people that we love and care for, like, have to deal with, you know, the aftermath of their choices. And it just is unbelievable. So I recommend it. Cool. Um, I also watch Shrill Season 2. Have either of you guys watched? No, I keep meaning to. I've only seen Season 1. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. It's, I think... Like, a little bit of the novelty wasn't quite there, 
but I did still like watching Annie's like trajectory through this like self-discovery. And there's this one episode with Vanessa Bayer, who is like this, like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow goop type person. And she puts on this like conference called what ham <laughs> like an acronym for <laughs> women are having a moment <laughs> and i think it's what and it was directed by natasha leone who you know is in like russian doll yeah. and uh, orange is the new black yeah. and it is one of the greatest episodes of television i it was just so funny and poignant and like calling out like this consumerist culture that's out there like just tell women that they need to feel better but that they're okay just as they are but they need to be all these other things that huh. not yet anyway it was it was phenomenal so i definitely okay. have to check uh, it out. recommend that at all and then another hulu one um have you guys watched the high fidelity remake with zoe kravitz no no haven't been interested but should we watch it so, okay, have you, did you read the book by Nick Hornby or have you seen like the I've just know, seen the movie. original? Yeah. Okay. So I actually really, really loved this remake for a couple of reasons. One, Parker Posey's in an episode. <gasps> Stop. Yes. He's like Sold. the greatest thing yeah. that's ever existed. But I think one of the best things that it does um, in recreating this story is that it's made it, well, obviously it's more diverse, right? Cause like the three like main characters from the original are all like white men. So we have, uh, you know, Zoe Kravitz who, you know, plays the character, you know, who owns the record store, which is really, really great because like that, like this world of music is like this historically white masculine space. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's this black queer woman. And there's a really interesting scene where, you know, she meets somebody and she's telling them about what she does. And, and that's what they say to her. Like, it's so cool, you know, to see somebody kind of own that space. But then we also have like, like one of her friends is gay and, you know, the other uh, clerk at the record store is this other very loud uh, black woman with a like capital C character. Anyway, so it just kind of like, turns some of it, it just kind of opens up the story a little bit more I don't know and and explores it you know similar themes obviously of heartbreak and you know whatever else but through like different like a, a different lens than before and, and I think that it's, it's, it gives a really interesting new take on the same story cool so have to yeah. check it out and, and I think and I think Zoe Kravitz is I like I really really loved her in this I think she really got to shine so I like her too yeah. what, is, what else is she in um, yes. Pretty Little, she was, uh, Big Little yeah. Lies. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. She's the one who, yeah. well, I don't want to spoil it. But yes, I know who she yeah, is. Yeah, but her storyline in the second season, I could not have cared less no. about. I didn't no. even finish the second season. Oh, my gosh. Guys, the second season was so, so bad. bad. I couldn't, you know I what, couldn't do it. You know what's so funny, you guys, that we're bringing this up? On Sunday, I went to a knitting store, and I was knitting around the table with all these old ladies, and somebody brought up big little lies and nobody had seen it and i was like oh season one's really good but season two isn't and they all like kept asking me about like well, what's it about what's it about and i ended up giving like an hour-long recap of season one to this group of people who were like so invested in the story and i kept well, like yeah. saying like well i don't want to spoil it and they're like no keep going <laughs> and so i think i found my calling and it is recapping tv shows for old ladies at knitting stores <laughs> oh, i mean that's goodness. a niche calling but i'm very happy for <laughs> yeah. you if, if 
that if that could pay my bills, I would do that all day, every day, because that sounds <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else from you, Dylan? No. Okay. That's about it for now. Eli, what have you been watching? A few things. Survivor season 40 has started. Okay. How did they, have they been like, hey, we're sorry for the gross way we handled last season? Nope. Of course not. I mean, they apologized while it was happening, but now it's just sort of everybody's trying to ignore that it happened. New season, new us. Yeah. I have been very excited about season 40 for a long time because it's an uh, all-star season. They brought back all people who have previously won. I'm sorry, season 40? 40, because they do two a year. We have this conversation at the beginning of every season, (laughs) Meg. It started it's in 2000. It's mind-blowing every time. I know. It started in like this, 2000. If this show, this show's an adult. Like, this show yeah. has been an adult for a while. Oh, no. They have contestants on who were not alive when the first season premiered. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. No. Wow. It's wild. Because I was, like, a senior in high school when it started, and it was such a cultural phenomenon, and it's, it's just wild to me that there are people who don't know what life was like before Survivor existed. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you still want to be on the show? Like, would you yeah. go and do it? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it would be really miserable, uh, but yes, I would 100% what, do it. What, what gives you that impression? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, why do you want to do it if you know it would be miserable? Because it's, it's yeah. such a cool game. It's just such a cool game, and I just think it would be this wild experience. And people who do it, like, gen- generally will say it really is life-changing. Like, it teaches them a lot about themselves it's very hard it's hard on you and just like going through that is a pretty cool experience anyway season 40 has been phenomenal so far because they brought back like all it's just everybody who is really good at the game and so you just you don't have any dead weight this time and they're all like playing really hard there are a lot of people i really like um the person who i think is the best survivor player of all time and a lot of people would agree is back and I'm just like rooting for her. I think she'll win, but we'll see. Okay. I finally, on your recommendation, old, old recommendation, Meg, you told me to watch um, Best Worst Movie, the documentary about the making of Troll 2. Oh, yeah. Um, and I finally watched it this weekend. It's The documentary is kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of a sloppy documentary, but if it is, it's worth watching because the content is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, the man who made Troll 2, the director... Uh, is this Italian guy who is like a Disney villain. Mm -hmm. He looks like one. He acts like one. And the whole thing is crazy, especially because it was filmed in Utah. So it was kind of fun to see them. Like they go and like find the old actors and like one of them lives down the street from me. Like they showed his address and Skylar was like, we walk the dog past the house every day. (laughs) Like it was just like weird. Um, But uh, but if, if you are into just like the general topic of like how a really bad movie gets made, this is like a a fun documentary so go find it cool um av- it, what did you watch it on is it on the netflix you know what i just pulled it up on my fire stick it was free on one of the apps i have oh, okay. i don't know which one it was okay. yeah okay. But that, you, that sounds right up my alley i want to watch it i'm pretty sure i watched it through amazon and it was free through amazon oh got it um, okay. avenue five yeah which i am into yeah you were a little lukewarm about it when we talked about it meg yeah what are you thinking now? I, it, it just it makes me claustrophobic, honestly. Okay. I'm like, I don't, oh, I feel like I'm on the ship and I don't like it. So Avenue 5, made by this people who made Veep. It's on HBO. It's a comedy uh, set in the future about this like cruise, space cruise ship that gets like stuck in space. 
and uh, it's got Hugh Laurie, stars Hugh Laurie. I just think it's so funny. Jolene, have you started it yet? No, I haven't, but it is totally on my list. And uh, is it Armando Iannucci? Yeah. That's who you're talking about. Is the person who did it from Veep. He is one of my favorite. He, he made one of my favorite movies of 2018, The Death of Stalin. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see I, In the Loop? I just think, I, no. Oh, check out In the Loop. He did that, too. Okay. Anyway, and I just think everything that he does is brilliant. So he's so that so Avenue Five is for sure on my list. Yeah, it, I need to watch. It's fun. It's got all the characters are really fun. It's like Veep, um, a little bit in humor. It's not quite as fast paced, and the characters are not as terrible. Uh, in Veep, everybody is just like the worst possible human, <laughs> and in Avenue Five, they're a little bit more redeemable. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And that's uh, that's all I got. Cool, Meg. Um, I am watching McMillions, the HBO mm. docu-series about the fraud ring that was winning all the million-dollar McDonald's tickets. Um, and I had read an article years ago, I think on BuzzFeed, about it, and it's a pretty riveting story. And this docu-series is breaking it down kind of winner by winner. Uh, lots of kind of unbelievable characters in it. People you really only see in movies, and these are their real lives. Uh, pretty compelling to watch. Some really kind of wild FBI agents working on it. It's just like a fun group of people and a really interesting story. Hmm. I'm not sure how many episodes it is, but so far I'm entertained. Okay. Um, the Bachelor this season is off the rails. Why? Uh, he is so bad at being The Bachelor. And so bad at making decisions and so bad at picking women that we are left with, like, a complete train wreck. Oh, no. And I love it mm-hmm. because I'm a sadist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Irene will come back. We'll do a finale recap after the show premieres. We've done two kind of season check-ins so far. It's just, like, I could talk for hours and hours and hours about The Bachelor because it's such a mess this season But stay tuned for our thoughts on the finale. Um, And then I've started listening to the Bon Appetit podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is very soothing. Um, It feels like I'm just someone's telling me about proper cooking techniques, which sounds boring, but they're doing it in a way that's very warm and comforting. Um, So it's a good, like, I'm cleaning the house. I'm just kind of doing something mindless. I turn on the Bon Appetit podcast and listen to it. And, like, it's full of great tips. Like, I don't rinse my rice. I need to be rinsing my rice. Because in recipes, they are accounting for you rinsing your rice and your water content's going to be off. Like, stuff like that. Um, Just kind of like a, I need to unplug from news and politics and the other kind of podcasts I listen to and tune into this for a minute. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, that's enough about what I've been watching. We are here today to talk about, the title of this thing is a lot, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag HSMTMTS. Um, <laughs> all cards on the table. I did not watch this. And I apologize. I just mm-hmm. honestly couldn't bring myself to do it. So I'm going to interject with questions when the two of you discuss this. Okay. But I'm here to Eli, listen. How much of it? So, Eli, I, how much of it did you watch? I watched the first episode last night, um, and okay. I have never seen any of the High School Musical movies. Um, so it was very interesting for me to watch this thing, having not been previously introduced to the High School Musical world, and I was very surprised 
to um, see that it takes place in Salt Lake City at the at the high school down the street from my house. And I've been actually kind of interested yeah. in seeing this series come out because I have been watching them film this for the last year. Um, I go for a run a couple times a week past the high school where it takes place. And they're always filming, well, until about last fall, they were filming every Saturday and Sunday afternoon in front of the school. So I like stopped and watched the filming actually happen several times. And so I knew that it was coming, but I didn't realize that the the story of the show was also sub- taking place in Salt Lake City at that school. I just thought like, oh, they're filming here and it'll be like some unnamed school somewhere else. Um, but no, like the story is set in Salt Lake City at East, East High, High, which is kind of yeah. cool. And uh-huh. I know there was a tweet yeah. going around because apparently on the show they're like, Salt Lake City, how bad could the traffic have been? And we were all like, you know what? Uh-huh. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get us. Yeah. Do yeah. your research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I first want to say that the one thing that I think some people are confused about is that this, or maybe they're not, but this is like not a continuation of the High School Musical movies, and it's not a remake, right? So, so no Zac Efron. It is. The, no, I used to like clips from like they end up watching parts yeah. of the movies like during the show. Yeah. But what it is is that like East High, like the actual East High where the movie was filmed and took place, like they get this new drama teacher who is just like who like had a role, a small role in the original movie. And she comes and she's just like so ashamed that like the actual East High has never put on like high school musical as part of their school play, like as one of their school plays for the year. So it's like, you know, the people at the at East High putting on the play of high school musical. Yeah. Yeah. And um I think you like tell me if you got this vibe. <laughs> but I think what I really so I was a fan of the original high school musical. It came out when I, like in two thousand six. So I was on a study abroad and I was, you know, like a like a late teen. Mm-hmm. It was like my second year of college. And so it was like before, you know, really streaming services. And so I was on the study abroad. We didn't have like that much access to media, but somebody had a copy of High School Musical, the DVD with them. And so we watched it probably like 50 times or something, like over, over the course of that semester. And at the end like, of our study abroad, our talent show, we like 15 of the 30 of us learned the last dance. Like the, we're all in this together, that dance. And we performed okay. that dance. Uh-huh. <laughs> like our talent show. So, so like, it's very nostalgic for me, uh-huh. but they do it in like, so it's incredibly self-referential. It is like so self-aware. I, they, like there's so many parts of it. Like it's ridiculous, right? Like this, this show is ridiculous, but it mm-hmm. acknowledges like how ridiculous this concept is. And there are these like talking heads. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like done in a mockumentary style. Is it funny though? So, I think it's funny. I, I, I don't know. You know, I might have a different take, but like I, yes, it was very funny to me. Like it felt like, Okay, this, don't say that this is blasphemous if you feel like it is, but it felt like like if Christopher Guest had been in charge of Glee. That's so funny because, Jolyn, so I do have a different feeling. I thought some of it was kind of funny. I texted Meg today because Meg was like, oh, I haven't watched that show. And I texted her just kind of like what I thought about it real quick. And I said, it kind of reminds me if 
um, Glee was made for the Disney Channel. So you and I went in a completely opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it's like it's so much cheekier, like than Glee is. In like like it knows that it's ridiculous. Glee took itself so seriously. Okay. Well, Glee was like we're right? a comedy, and then it's like let's talk about abortion, and you're like, wait, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just like it just like yeah. So and then another thing, and then. Another thing I've really, really liked about this, and obviously, like, I'm not recommending this to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? Like, yeah. like, this is not, like, this is not, like, something that I'm, like, if you don't watch this, I can't date you, because I definitely have shows like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Not one of those. <laughs> yeah. But uh, something that it does really well. So, like, the movies, I mean, they just fell so deeply into these tropes, right? Like, that super macho jock who, you know, can't like doing anything artistic and his friends who shun him because he wants to travel and still play, right? Mm-hmm. So this version kind of updates some of those tropes, right? Like, yes, you know, one of the guys going out for the lead in the play is, I don't know, on some sports team, <laughs> whatever. But, like, he doesn't, like, carry any of those, like, macho characteristics mm-hmm. and... Like, the girls, like, there is some, like, drama, obviously, but, like, they're not, like, mean or, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel like they stepped out of some of those, like, ex- um, things that you almost expected from the show. If it was, like, following exactly in the same footsteps as, like, the original movies or whatever. Okay. Um. So that was, I thought that was, like, a really good thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I never feel very old until these days until I watch a movie or TV show that is about teenagers and actually cast by teenagers. And I was watching this and I was, I like realized I'm basically old enough to be these kids' father at this point. <laughs> I, and I am. Like, I, I have a sister-in-law yeah. who is three days younger than me, and she has a 17-year-old um, who's a, about to enter his senior year of high school. There was a high school pregnancy involved in that. But, um, but like, I am old enough to be these kids' father. And it was I was watching this last night with, like, my headphones on, and Skylar was studying. And when it ended, he was like he, – he's like, I glanced up at the TV a few times, so is that – girl like ending up with that guy and he like started asking me questions and i was like skylar i don't know it's love lives of children i, I just can't get interested <laughs> like, i can't get invested in the love lives of children <laughs> which i think is a good thing for me probably <laughs> but so jolyn is it do you find it weird i mean you you have the nostalgia and i don't associated with this but mm-hmm. do you find it weird watching this and just being like oh this is a lot of the story is about the love, like romantic relationships between 15 and 16 year olds. Uh, Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, and and those storylines are only there to serve the purpose of them singing the same songs from the movie. Right. So it's like, yeah, those kind of just like fuel that other we're, we're, story, we're putting, putting on the play. Right? Yeah, we're we're putting on a play where somebody sings like a romantic song, and so for it to matter for our show, we need one of these kids to have romantic feelings about somebody else that they can sing the song to. Yeah, there's a lot of like that kind of forced story going on. Like, and mm-hmm. then I guess you two like each other, you know, like, <laughs> which is yes. Very Glee-like, frankly. Um, but I will, I will say, yeah. when I watched Glee, 
uh, whenever I watched Glee, I felt rage. Uh, when I watched this, I didn't mm-hmm. feel rage. I felt like uninterested in a lot of the story. But then I noticed, like when they'd be like, somebody would start singing, I'd be like, oh, good, I want to hear how I want to hear her sing that now. Like I like was like interested enough yeah. to like want to hear the music, and. That's probably saying something pretty good about the show because I'm not familiar with the music in the first place. And I I kept thinking while I was watching this, I was like, oh, I bet people who know all of the music to High School Musical, I bet this is like extra fun for them to watch it like redone in different ways by different people. Yeah, no doubt. And there are a couple of like new songs that are added yeah yeah um I, yeah i don't know i thought it was silly it's cheeky there's this one line that i laugh at when i think about it that like is like the cheek that like exemplifies the cheekiness and like the self-awareness there's this one the kid who uh is the choreographer for the play he is doing the talking head and he's talking about how much he was obsessed with the movie. He said, you know, I watched the original 37 oh, yeah. times and the first 15 minutes of the second movie and the third movie. Yeah. So he like, was like saying, like, I watched the first movie, but I did not give a, a crap about like, the sequels. The next <laughs> that, le- that line made and me I, laugh out loud. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's things like that, that I, that just made it, I don't know, just, not feel like it was like no we are actually doing high school musical the musical the series like and we're taking it seriously like the name suggests it's not taking itself seriously right like yeah i don't know so for people who liked high school musical and for whom it would be like really nostalgic for like this is it's a fun watch yeah um you know i probably won't watch the series again <laughs> mm-hmm. um like it's not it's definitely not a rewatch one for me but um and i again i do not recommend this for everybody yeah, yeah. Who, was, who do it you it was who do you recommend it for um anyone like under the age of 12 no but really <laughs> like do you think do you think my eight-year-old would like it or is it too old for eight what other I don't I don't know kids anymore. Um, what other things does she watch? We're big into recess <laughs> lately. Recess. Remember recess? I think yeah, I think eight's I probably recess. too young to be interested in this. You think so? But I it might be. I think eleven, yeah. twelve, and then pretty much through yeah. teenagers definitely. And um, yeah. I think I agree with you, Jolyn. If you were a fan of High School Musical back in the day, I think this would probably be a fun nostalgic thing to watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I I would love to watch this version of a, a version of this show where they remake Evita, but I was a very gay child in what? the '90s. <laughs> Sounds like it. Evita <laughs> is not the one I was expecting you to do, but okay. Are you supportive? Hey, Ma- Madonna and Antonio were the bomb. That you know what? I like that movie. I love Evita. I think it is so underrated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Full disclosure. I never. I've never seen it. Jolyn, you gotta watch it. So Dad, good. Madonna, like Antonio Banderas, is amazing in it, and Madonna outperforms him tenfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so you can find <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any Ooh, other? I also just saw the other day that there's a sing-along version too. So oh, good. I don't know, maybe like for Family Home Evening or something, everybody can do that. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Stephen will run away, find a new family. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? You know, you know. <laughs> no. 
That's all I got. All right. Well, I, I'm going to watch it. I think I'm convinced I'm going to try and talk my eight-year-old into watching it with if, me. Meg, if for no other reason, watch the first episode because it is kind of fun to see them filming around Sugar House. Kay. It's like in our neighborhood, and it's kind of fun. And and I, I really like that they're like, yeah, this is Salt Lake City. Because you know how sometimes movies will be filmed in Utah, but they pretend it's somewhere else? Toronto or whatever, it's, yeah. It, I, I felt like a connection to it because I was like, this is a movie in my neighborhood about my neighborhood. Yeah, that's fun. And it's cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So two counts for yes. Uh, I'll report back. Um, thank you, Dylan, so much for joining You're us welcome. and telling us more about this. Sounds like a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick Hi. plug. you can. I'm doing a show about shows on YouTube with a friend. You can find it on YouTube. It's called The Green Room. It's on the Chatbooks channel. Check that out if you just can't get enough of me talking about TV. <laughs> um, we will be back next week with actually my co-host of The Green Room to talk about an old movie that we all love slash hate. Until then, remember to leave us a good rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.